G'day, I'm Nellie Corda, the 2019 Australian Open champion. Welcome to Inside the Ropes. Jeff Ogilvie survives Wingfoot. Now the moment Aaron Badley has waited. Yeah. Is the five-time Australian Open champion? Golf at its best by one of the best in golf, Peter Thompson. Stand in front of a crowd like this today and win the PGA Championship is pretty special. He's done it at last. Greg Norman. Jones gets his name on the Stonehaven Cup. Leashman to 11 under. We've got a new leader, kids. Here it is, Adam Scott. A life changer. Coming up next, you have unrestricted access to golf across Australia and the world. Thanks to Golf Australia, we're going inside the ropes. Subscribe now on iTunes or your favourite podcast app or head to golf.org.au. Hello and welcome to Inside the Ropes, episode number 89. It's not often that I don't have the first voice. The first one you heard was Nellie Corder, the 2019 ISPS Hander Women's Australian Open Champion. And as we welcome all our listeners on Inside the Ropes, we also say a big hello and we're all going to wave down the camera. Hi, Mom. <laughs> to fa- our Facebook Live audience through Golf Australia's Facebook page, episode 89 of Inside the Ropes. As you can see, if you're watching on Facebook Live, I'm joined by the... Dashing Martin Blake here on my left. No intro. You just paused then when you thought about that. <laughs> I had to think about it. I, 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 I'm running out of best you can do. I'm running out of. I've run. I'm coming back through the alphabet. Extraordinaire was already gone. So okay. Yep. Dashing is all I've got. We'll run with that. And I'm going to go with the. We're going to go with D. Well, let's go with delightful. Okay, I'm good with that. The delightful Christina Lance back for a repeat appearance by popular demand. The LPGA Tour senior media manager. You got it. Whew. Back, uh, this is the th- we've had four episodes here from the Grange. We've had three Christinas. It's a great name. Our mothers chose well. <laughs> you, you might need to change by deed poll, Blake, if you want to go on. I don't think so, that's going to happen. <laughs> Christina Blake? I don't think this is going to happen. She, uh, and Christina, of course, is very happy because we've got an American winner. Yes. I would have been happy with any winner, I have to say that. But it's uh, great to see Nellie get to make the scissor kick. Nellie Corder. Uh, for everyone who hasn't been able to watch on ABC TV or around the world today, Nellie Corder, the younger sister of Jessica Corder, the 2012 champion of this very event, uh, is our new champion, uh, the new holder of the Patricia Bridges Bowl on Facebook Live. This is this is the very one that, uh, that Nellie held aloft a second ago. I'm very lucky to have it in my hands, uh, the prized trophy in Australian women's golf. Um, two quarter names on it now. And first sisters to win. The first sisters to win. Yeah, it's a very good point. Mm. And it completes, as she's been calling it, around all the stops that she's made since uh, becoming the champion around the club. There's a lot of functions that Nelly had to attend before rushing away the quarter slam. The quarter slam is complete. Started with their dad, Peter, in 1992, who won the Australian Open Tennis Tournament here in Melbourne. Uh, Jess won the title in 2012. Their younger brother, Sebastian, took the the junior Australian Open title last year. Quite a tennis player. And actually, Jess and Nelly have both told me that he also might have the most athletic natural golf swing of the entire family. Um, but now, 2019, Nelly has joined the family tradition. Uh, she says she'll no longer get picked on. She <laughs> has joined the club. Um, and uh, it's I'm definitely happy for her that was all the questions this week and I I get it 
but we want the story to be about Nellie, and she has done it. She's a winner, both in the Corda family and on the LPGA Tour, so it's it's great to see her out there with that big smile on her face. And one of the most famous images of Australian Open in the modern era of tennis was Peter Corda's kangaroo jump, Blakey, and I don't know, Christina Lance does a lot of things around the LPGA, but I didn't. did you know that she was also a choreographer? No. I was in show choir in high school. <laughs> But I was the kid that stood in the back row and couldn't dance. <laughs> well, I think you did a great job of it because uh, Nellie Corder did a really good scissor kick. She did. She needed some practice. I think it was so. better than uh, Jessica's, so actually. So we found pictures of Dad here on my phone yeah. and uh, showed it to her, and she took some practice jumps. And actually, I was texting with Jessica throughout that, who was pestering me for photos and videos. So uh, she's happy. The family is all happy for, for Nellie. Uh, Nellie was quickly turning around and on a plane tonight to Thailand. Uh, no rest for the weary, but uh, she'll go a very happy camper. So for perspective, Hazy, I mean, it, it does mean something to the family, doesn't it, Peter? Uh, his only major, his only Grand Slam win was in the Australian Open, so it's a huge thing for him. So Nelly said he's got kangaroos all around the house and this kind of thing. And there's just been this quirky thing that's been happening all along. I can remember I was covering when Jessica won the uh, Australian Open uh, golf, Women's Australian Open golf at Royal Melbourne in 2012, and she was asked to do the scissor kick as well, and that photo's out there as well so um, it, it is kind of a, a thing and and Nelly was Sebastian, asked about it their brother did it and as Sebastian well. last year so the, there was uh, the questions were asked about Nelly I'm just trying to put this in perspective when she did her pre-tournament press conference as you both know very well she was asked about this thing and she you know she said well I feel so out of it so it was uh, not anymore she's not out of it no and I, I think that's the best kangaroo jump of a lot of them that's of the four that I've seen I reckon Nelly's got the chocolate, so I, I know that Jess is a very big listener to Inside the Ropes, so I challenge you to come back down, win another one next year, Jess, and um, see if you can go a little bit higher than the sister. I was standing um, just off the green when Nelly won and went out to uh, record her interview, and all of a sudden I hear this screaming over my shoulder, and it was Bronte Law with her, her iPhone just right here with Jessica on FaceTime. So Jess was watching the entire thing, so excited, did the same when Nelly won in Chinese Taipei last year. She is uh, very loving of her sister and Nellie actually said um, in her her post-round press conference right here that she's never felt like Jessica's little sister that she's never felt in the shadow which she easily could have coming mm. from that family um, so it's great to see the the Cordas again I've no, coming from amateur days seen them for a long time and it's in family that understands how to raise athletes but how to raise adults as well um, Peter and their mother Regina herself a fabulous tennis player represented Czechoslovakia at the Olympics um, did a great job of raising three great athletes but three great people who are going to go out there and be be great athletes and great ambassadors for their sports yeah I can vouch for that she's gone out to see the uh the volunteers she's come back to see the corporates inside she's uh, put a smile on a lot of faces uh, it takes a real talent to do that uh, over and above winning a golf tournament. So a special. She only just held it together a couple of times. Yeah, today, but she did. You mean you mean emotionally, emotionally? or playing yeah. wise? She looked like she was going to cry a lot. Yeah, she did. That breakthrough yeah. in at uh, the swinging skirts last year was big for her. But I can just imagine this one is just as big, if not personally bigger, for yeah. what it means to the Corda family. Yeah, I, I get that. I honestly get that feeling. Yeah. I mean. This is let, let's not beat around the bush. This is not the U.S. Women's Open. We're no one down here is pretending that. Um, I, I know you get that feeling, but we're proud of the tournament. You should uh, be. Yeah, and I think that um, you know Nelly has that strong feeling, and you know she's mentioned to us yesterday after a third round she was not trying to get ahead of herself. But 
second favourite country. That's very ingratiating, but I think she actually feels something special. So we're, so, we're, we're pretty chuffed that we've got a, you know, someone who holds the title so dearly as our champion. I think um, she's going to fit in nicely on that honour roll on the mighty Patricia Bridges Bowl, Blakey. So this story is going to go around the world, isn't it? It I mean, is now. If we look at the potential winners, which we tend to do, don't we? As uh, you know, last night I was saying to a few people, this you know, if, if Nellie Corder wins, it, it'll go around the world, and and, and it will. Um, she's number sixteen in the world uh, ranked prior to this week. Uh, who's the best player in the Corder family? Oh, well, right now it's it's clearly Nellie. You, you have to say yeah. that. I mean, Jess at her best. Jess might, number twelve in the world. She might be at the best of her game. Jess might still hold the hold that crown but it's getting much closer. It's definitely getting closer. Nelly is, is scratching in. Jess had a big win last year in Thailand. So this, this event next week, which she's unfortunately not able to defend her title, she's rehabbing still from a forearm um, injury. But last year in Thailand, it was an amazing story from Jessica, her first event back from basically a total facial reconstruction of her jaw mm. to fix a horrible underbite problem she's had her entire life um so to have that story for the court is last year um jess actually came back and won our, our comeback player of the year um for, for those efforts and then to have nelly come out this early this year and just continue the family tradition nelly is certainly uh, nipping at jess's heels and i won't be at all surprised if we for the first time we have sisters on the solheim cup team next year well, that'll be, wow. that'll be magnificent so let's run through the leaderboard just quickly before we talk about the stories of the day uh the best round of the tournament, um, I think probably the best round from memory. The past twice we've been at the Grange here, slightly different course, but I'm going to, for argument's sake, I'm going to give Jin Young Ko the tournament, the course record. Uh, a fantastic title defence by the Korean. She's just a delight to be around. Eight under par, 64 today, no bogeys, Christina, an extraordinary uh, chase. It, that's what it was because Nelly Corder started three shots in front. Uh, not and not of Jin Young Ko. She actually spotted her a slightly a bigger lead than that. Uh, so a fantastic performance by Jin Young Ko in the defence of her own crown. She really did a great job. And as as soon as she was done with her interviews, she said very loudly, "I love Australia." She <laughs> loves it here. She won in her LPGA debut last year as a member, the first player since 1950. Yeah. Um, just as Jess had a seven-stroke, had a stumble with a bow, had birdied 13, 14, and then 16. Yeah. Um, had a look at it on on 17. That ultimately did birdie 18. Um, by that point, it was just uh, not quite enough to get to Jess. Excuse me, to get to Nelly. Nelly. But but Jin Young certainly was hap- very happy. As she, she talked about earlier, wanting to be the happiest player on the golf course. So realistically, uh, Nelly Corder started with three-shot lead and shot 67. That's going to be hard to beat. But when she did bogey the 15th and Jin Young was on fire, it got back to two very quickly. And then at 17, Hazy, Nelly Corder hit a beautiful iron shot straight over the flag. And from about five metres, I'm going to say... Downhill, left to right putt. She p- puts it straight in the middle. So she walks to 18 with a two-shot leap. You can still lose from there. If she drives it in the trees, something like that. I noticed she hit a three-wood off the tee, just a little bit of safety because she's obviously very long. And she made it, just a, did it very professionally, just a very solid par at the last hole. Had a, had a bit of a run at the birdie putt and stuck at three and a half feet past. But uh, by that stage, it was it was done. Really, really, when she teed, she hit the tee ball on on the 18th, it was pretty much done. Oh, the birdie that you mentioned from Nelly on the 17th, it happened three, four, five seconds. Simultaneously. Before, yeah, almost. almost simultaneously with, with Jin Young Ko's birdie putt on the last. I would have thought that had Jin Young Ko 
had the putt first, which is no in no one's control, definitely not in Jin Young's. The roar from the massive gallery mm. around 18 might have sent a shiver down down Nelly's spine because the, the green's only a matter of 250 metres away from the 18th green. So uh, Nelly got the, the key one in at the right time, extended the lead, and uh, even though Jin Young birdied the last, um, it was pretty much, as Blakey says, a fait accompli. But looking at Jin Young's round, I mean, she's not birdied the first, which has been a, the snack hole all week. And she's not birdied the 10th. The two very makeable par fives. And she shot a 64. And it was pure. It was absolutely Beautiful. pure. She's she's a delight to watch. Uh, so backing up after a disappointing third round, Wailing Shi uh, of, of Taiwan shot a magnificent round today of 68 to race up to 12 under again. And uh, pipped Angel Yin and Haru Namura, who was in the final group. Uh, they were square, but uh, Wailing made a birdie on the 18th just to pip them into third place alone. So it's Wei Ling's uh, tied for her second career, or second low career showing. Uh, great to see Wei Ling doing so well so early. And she's, she, you get the feeling that her first win on the LPJ Tour isn't far away either. It's coming. She started off strong last year with a, a second place finish in the Bahamas. Couple stumbles throughout the year, but really finished the year strong. Uh, played well in her home event at Swinging Skirts LPGA Taiwan Championship. Several other top 10 finishes over the last few events. Um, she's certainly uh, coming into form. A ripping round from Angel Yin, 66. Uh, the disappointment of the day was probably Haru Namura. Uh, I mentioned the, and that's being very harsh. I mean, she shot a 70 in the final round and she's finished tied fourth, but she made a, a pretty sloppy bogey up the first hole. And I just finished transcribing her interview that we did with her after a round. She's actually admitted basically that for her, the chase was nearly done as mm. she walked to the second tee. So I think... Yeah, so she flared her... Se- she was just laying up with her second shot. She flared it out into the waist, sandy sort of waist on the right-hand side. Then she hit a sort of a wedge... She had a pretty good angle, but she hit it short of the green, then chipped up and two-putted for six. So, and um, it's giving back probably two shots to the field, absolutely. realistically. And um, it, I think mentally for her to say that, if you could have plugged into her brain at that stage, you'd you'd stick a fork in and she's finished the right there and then. To think that you well, can't catch eight, up. Well, through eight holes, she was even par. So yeah. that that's, was, just wasn't going to get it done. And, and especially she's spotting Nelly a three-shot lead. Through eight holes, mm. Nelly's three under and mm. uh, and getting further away. Um, so looking further down the leaderboard before we delve into the other stories, uh, as a Munoz, another great round from the Spaniard today, 65, seven under to finish at 10 under. It was around this time last year that um, Arthur finally had a, a long-time thyroid problem properly diagnosed. And since then, since she's got her diet straightened out, proper medication, we've seen Arthur really revived. And so it's great to see to see her coming up at a Solheim Cup stalwart. Um, hopefully we'll see more out of Arthur coming up soon. And for those who missed Christina Lance in the uh, her previous uh, performance on Inside the Ropes, we gave her the title surrogate for her magnificent pronunciation of uh, Thai names. She's just gone next level here. It's almost sort of... <laughs> With I'm the Spanish. Even, yeah, the Arthur Spanish. Muñoz. Yeah, that's outstanding. Mm. I try. It's, it's certainly better than yours, Hayden. <laughs> I'm not from Barcelona. Mm. No, that's a pretty poor joke. If you haven't watched Faulty Towers, no one's going to watch <laughs> that at all. I've got no idea. Uh, nothing? you got nothing? No, i got nothing. <laughs> so alongside Azza, or Atha. 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 Uh, Elena Sharp from Hamilton in uh, in Canada, uh, herself, just I was really pleased to see this because she's been battling a lot of things uh, for the last few years. Probably her best result in quite a while on the LPGA Tour, 68 to finish 
at 10 under in a share of sixth place today. It's great, as you mentioned. She, she's been very open lately about some of her, her mental and personal struggles. I think her, her career took a little tumble there for a while, and she couldn't quite figure out why. And she's taken some time to, uh, to reevaluate things, is in a great spot personally and a great spot physically, looking really fit, as you, as you mentioned. Um, and it's great two straight weeks. She had great, uh, great showing at Vic Open last week as well. Um, so it's great to see Elena rounding into shape. She's unfortunately not in the next two weeks in Thailand and Singapore. So she'll head home for a nice month of rest. And she was telling us after her round, our next event, our first domestic event, the Bank of Hope Founders Cup, is in Phoenix. And she gets to sleep in her own bed. So uh, anytime you get to do that, it's a fun tournament. And the transplanted Canadian down in the Arizona summit of practice. Blakey, Marissa Steen, I'm not sure if you had a chat, chance to chat to her during the no. Christine, I'm going to lean on you then. She's got the big brace on her, on her ankle. <clears throat> Pardon me. She's finished with a 68 today. Is That's she... certainly got to be one of the best performances of her career. I don't know that off the top of my head. Um, but what a young LPGA player, young and up and coming. It's great to see that. We've got several of those names up here on the list. Hannah Green, Zhang Lee six, perhaps didn't have the rounds they wanted today. Kristen Gilman, one of our rookies there, um, tied for 15th. So between those, the future of the LPGA is strong. Um, so it's great to see Marissa coming out. She had a great showing as well last week at the Vic. Um, we've, we've, as much as we've got names we've seen for a while up there, mm. we've got a lot of new ones coming too. Well, before we go on to the Australians, I watched Kristen Gilman play today uh, for five or six holes. Happened to join her around about the 11th, and she went birdie, birdie, pa, pa, birdie, birdie. And I walked away, and she's gone, what did she finish there? She's gone Bogey, a par bogey to finish. You should have stayed, man. You should have stayed. I, I've derailed You're her by luck leaving. Charm. And of course, Jean-Jeanne Lee six was your roughie this week, so she's finished tied tenth. Good, and she was she was delighted with that. So that's that's a, a non-pressure way to start her LPGA tour career. But I, was, I've, I've marked her down in my black book. But I really I, I was unaware of Kristen Gilman's prowess with yes. the long irons. She's a U.S. Amateur champion. Twice U.S. Amateur champion. And I think back 2014, she actually beat uh, Brooke Henderson in the final up on uh, Long Island, New York. Um, and she was trailing pretty badly late. And those irons came out over the last five, six holes. And she was just laser pointing them mm. right in within feet, if not inches, of the hole. Came back um, for a big comeback win and then followed that up last year um, with another a victory four years later in 2018 at the Women's Amateur. She's she's going to be great for the LPGA. Black Are we special. doing an Australian, little Australian rap here? Because Sarah Kemp and Hannah Green are in that list at tied 10th. I know that you watched Sarah Kemp quite a bit today, Hazy, and she's had two good results in a row. Not being a full member of the LPGA, That that's a, a huge thing for her. From, an, from an Australian perspective, uh, she's getting the, the votes for me. Uh, 34 out today. Under pressure mentally, 35 back in, 69 total. Finished eight under in in uh, for the tournament. What that means is she's banked just over 23,000 US dollars today. She banked 77,000 US from the Vic Open last week. Puts it obviously over just a tick over 100,000 US dollars in two weeks in the start of her season when she didn't have a card. She had nothing. Uh, the barest, so is there a the barest what, what happens there? So in May. Uh, Christina can confirm, but in May she will be reshuffled. Yes, we will reshuffle. I'm forgetting if it's before or after the Pure Silk Championship, but we will have a reshuffle and then another one later in the year. Um, but this certainly is going to be great for Sarah Kemp. It'll move her up from from a lower, um, perhaps partial uh, tour, tour schedule to much more of a stronger event, get her into more of our bigger events. Um, it's, it's great to see these last two weeks for Sarah. The smile on her face was just massive. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I'm 
I'm an unabashed fan of Sarah Kemp, and that's that was so pleasing to see. Not only did she give herself a place to play in 2019, but 100,000 US is, by and large, that's enough to get her a card for 2020 as well. So she's basically wrapped up two years of playing rights in two magnificent weeks, and we couldn't be more proud. Foster Tun Curry's finest uh, through an equal-leading Australian bloke, as you mentioned, with Hannah Green. Yeah, Hannah started just, um, you know, she was in the mix at the start of the day and she didn't really, you know, she birdied the first but then just, um, you know, plotted along for the next eight holes. So she she was never really a chance to win, but it's it's a decent result for Hannah at the start of a year where, you know, she's she's going to be, a, you know, one of our most prominent players, I think. And back-to-back top ten finishes in the National Open, so that's a tremendous feat by anyone's uh, estimations. Of the other Australians, Minji Lee, just, uh, we expected... <laughs> We used to expect so much of her. Um, you, you cannot have your A game the whole whole time. She's had, I reckon, if I was if I was being objective and critical, I reckon she's had a C plus B minus sort of game here. And but finished tied fifteenth, and yet finished tied fifteenth. So it probably says something, doesn't it? it? It says a lot to me. And and she was having clear putter issues out there all week, and she managed to compile a sixty nine. And I I'm. You know, it's not what it's not the week she wanted. She doesn't want to finish tied fifteenth, but uh, it shows the class of players who don't bring their A game to still finish prominently. I, I think that's a trademark of all good professionals at any on any tour. Agreed. It may not be their day, but their their worst day is still better than most of ours. That's hundred percent <laughs> correct. That's so. Now there's true. a one. Yes. There's a one on here, Hazy. Yeah, just looking one. down through well, that. Let, let's McLean. come back to that, Blakey, because I want to finish okay. off with the Australians before okay. we uh, deviate too much further. Catherine Kirk. Uh, carted a, a beautiful round of 69 today to push through the field into a tie for 33rd. That was amazing. Her shot on 18, she went over the green, completely down into the crowd, putted back up onto the green. It was a long, long putt, dropped right in, big fist pump from Kat. Oh. Uh, she, she definitely had the crowd behind her for that one. And as Blakey points out, I've mischievously You've gone jumped. past Karis Davidson, who finished uh, in the share of 27th. Um, she lit up on the back nine, uh, carted to 69. Another nice check for Karis in her second year as a pro. So what what are Karis's plans for this year? Has she going back to Japan? Back to Japan, where she finished in the top 30 on the money list in her rookie year last year. I think she's going to go up there much more confident, um, not only in her golf, but as, as a young woman as well. And, you know, good results like this against the elite field in the world um, just goes to show her, I think, that she's she belongs. And every time you get that feeling walking away from a big tournament, I think it stands you in good stead. Kari Webb? Um, it's it's no surprise to see that, that she didn't push through. We 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 were looking for the romantic story, <laughs> I think, really um, earlier in the week, and she was so prominent early. Uh, Seventy three today, just couldn't quite get it going. Um, didn't make a birdie until the back nine, Blake. He just didn't have that magic touch today. No, not really. And look, the way it looks for Kari at the moment is that she, you know, with her part time schedule and that kind of thing, she's got a round or two of old Kari Webb in her, but not four four rounds of that so I presume now that she will let the tour go on on its way and she'll stay at home here in Australia for a little while that's my understanding that's what she did last year my understanding is that she's probably looking towards the ANA inspiration for her return to the LPGA tour so a little bit of time in Australia probably dedicated uh, a little bit to her design business Um, so that's going to be great with Ross Perrett Um, Indura Pili I think Indra Pili in Brisbane is on the cards yeah Um, and I think if I'm not mistaken, there and might be... you give be... me Queen Sirikit. I couldn't say that if I tried. Come Indur- on, give Indur- us Indurapilly. Indurapilly? Yep. 
A person sharpening up, just Indrapilly. Indrapilly. That's not too bad. You you pick things up a bit too quickly for my liking. (laughs) Moving towards this middle chair far too quickly. I'm coming Uh, for you, Hazy. (laughs) That wraps it up for the Australian side of things, Blakey. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, there was a one, a magnificent one on this scorecard from uh, a delightful young British woman. Uh, you can talk its way through that one, Hazy. Oh, We're working beautifully here. I didn't. I was out on the course <laughs> with other people. I heard the roar. It's a nine iron from what about 138 yards. Uh, said she uh, she shot it out there and saw it bounce, but couldn't see it go in. But heard a nice roar from the crowd, and they let her know it went in. And what she said it was, it wasn't one of those shots that you weren't sure about. She said pretty much as soon as she hit it, she knew it was a good shot, and uh, it's her first ever hole in one. Is it really? Not oh, wow. not even for fun, not just out hanging around with friends. Wow. First hole-in-one ever. Um, and as part of the LPGA and our partnership with the CME group, um, that hole-in-one was is $20,000 to the St. Jude Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, one of the leading children's hospitals in the world um, to fight childhood cancers. Um, and when I had the opportunity to tell her about that, she got a big smile on her face and said, that's awesome, that's even better than a car. Right. So well, one, it was great to hear that from one her. One thing we did mention there was the roar that went around the course. The great crowds out there. Really, today, yes. Oh, absolutely. I'd be really interested in, in Christina's take on that because I'm not sure what you envisaged it to be. Is your first trip to Australia? Is it bigger or is Oh, it... it's certainly bigger. It's certainly bigger. I have loved every minute of being out there. I got the opportunity to walk um, for about an hour yesterday and this is such a fan-friendly course. Mm, really you, you get out there and the whole course is just plopped right out there in front of you. You can stand in multiple places and see multiple holes. I loved it on 18 when the volunteers came in and all ringed the green. It almost felt like the Vic Open last week and people actually stuck around for the trophy presentation. Um, everyone here has been fabulous. Um, one of my, my driver this morning was a member here at the Grange, and so I had the opportunity to thank him for uh, for giving up their course for a couple weeks. And he said, "Oh no, it's our pleasure. We love seeing it." Um, so when you've got a membership and a staff that understands, and fans who come out and support pe- players from all countries, not just the Australians, which certainly should get the biggest roars, it was definitely a fabulous week. Two weeks for all of us. Well, actually, Nellie Corder said afterwards that a lot of people in the crowd were encouraging. You know, she had yes. two holes today where she. Uh, messed up. She drove it into the fairway bunker on the ninth hole and tried, tried. She had about 130 meters to the green, and she had to work out what was going to clear the lip of the bunker. It was up close to the front of the bunker. She messed it up, hit the lip of the bunker, and only went 20 yards. And I, I was standing right near there, and um, you know there was a guy in the crowd, and he just said, "Stay focused, stay focused." And she spoke about that afterwards, didn't she? Where the the crowd was, you know, she made a a mistake on the 15th, hit it way left of the green there, over on the other fairway, and made a bogey there and again the crowds they really wanted her to win yeah oh well I, there's a definite affinity for the quarter family I think it goes both ways too so mm. it's great to see you pointed another name out on the leaderboard a few minutes ago Blakey Maria um, Jatanaga yeah now before you talk about it because we'll get you to talk about her she's the this is the classic example of what I'm saying before Christina about a good pro just making money on Sunday rather than you know frittering it away she was had a D game here this week. Rust everywhere. You could see it flying off her five irons. But she somehow managed to card a two under total, Blakey, with a round of 69 today. And she's finished in 41st. That's how you cobble together a great career, isn't it? Exactly right. And, um, you know, the, we spoke about the crowds. You know, there are a lot of people following her again today. Yeah. You know, and she's worth watching. I mean, she's an incredible power 
athlete. She's a, an amazing player to watch. The, the, the distance she hits the ball and the, the way that she gets down through the ball. And yes, you're right. I mean, it wasn't her best week, but she's ended up with some money and she's obviously working on some stuff as well. And she's going to be, I think, far more... Look, we love to, we'd love to see her come down mm-hmm. here with her A game, but she's, in her mind, has to be focused on Bangkok next week. Next week is going to be a big week for Aria Moria. I was there last oh, yeah. year, and when they walk into the media center, every head turns at them, and the media rushes over very politely, but they are the center of attention that week. Mm. Everything has Mo and May um, in it. They are <laughs> everywhere, all the time. Um, the, both of them are certainly getting ready for next week, um, and uh, it, it'll be all their week. Well, that just about brings us to a, to a close here at the Grange. It's been an, an epic week. I'm thrilled to already hear Nellie Corder say that she's kind of come back and defend Jin Young Ko. I love Australia. There's no way she's not coming back. I know that Jung and Lee Six is pretty keen to come back. So we've already. I'm already announcing three players to the field next well, year. Well, there you go. I'm taking great liberties right now. I, w- I won't tell our, our, our um, operations team back home. <laughs> and we're off to Royal Adelaide. We'll just keep it out a little secret. Yes, just down are. the street. Yeah, just to, just across the road almost. Yes. It's a different type of course. It's uh, it's a great course, linksy type course. And, uh, you know, I think the field will be great. And this this event is building very nicely. It really is. I think the people of South Australia and those who have visited Adelaide from, from interstate and overseas will uh, test, will, you know, they'll give testament to that. It's, it's a beautiful venue uh, for golf and a great location to come and visit. I wholeheartedly recommend it. We're off to probably go and see the Fringe Festival or aspects of it tonight again. Great. You've been running amok on the streets of Adelaide the last couple <laughs> oh, of months. Oh, you know me. I'm such a run-amucker. <laughs> is that a word? Yeah, well, Just be careful. You can make it. You can make up words on this podcast. Well, we've done that already this week. That's very true. You only need to hear our pronunciation of some of the Thai names to exactly. know that. Exactly. And my phone's beeping there with the Golf Channel there. It's a, <laughs> I'll just, surely we get a gig on the Golf Channel after this, Hazy. Think? Christina. I know people. Really? I can make a call for you. <laughs> Can't guarantee I'll do anything. You've been a star. I hope you come back to Australia very soon. Me too. Um, your first trip. Um, you've obviously been very glowing in praise. I'm not sure what you're going to say when you put the microphone down, but you know you've you've played to the audience beautifully on Facebook Live. Thank you. I try. Hi, everybody. <laughs> These guys are great. LPGA in Australia is great, and uh, we're really excited for next year. Thank you, Christina Lance. Thank you, Martin Blake. Thank you, Hazy. Thank you, Christina. I'm Mark Hayes, and I'm not sure when we're coming back, but sometime in the next few days or weeks, we'll come back with episode number 90 when our tanks are full and we're ready to fire again. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for watching on Facebook Live. We'll catch you all later.